Hello, zebras. Welcome to the show. This episode is with Joe Glass, who is the creator of the Gray Medium. So the Gray Medium is a video production service slash company. Joe uh, does videos for businesses and also is making his own short films. And he does amazing work. Look up The Gray Medium online, thegraymedium, G-R-E-Y dot com, or The Gray Medium on Facebook or Instagram. I got a hold of him because in my area of central Pennsylvania, he's doing lots of videos for local companies, and they all look really good, and they really stand out because they're not the typical sorts of ads you would see for businesses, and I love that. Also, he's a huge movie fan, as am I, a huge music fan, as am I, and uh, I've always loved video myself. It's my second love next to audio. So we had a really cool conversation uh, about the state of the music business, of the film business, of his passions and how he's helping businesses out, but how, how he also wants to make the jump into making his own films. And I just love that sort of talk because there's a part of me that's always wanted to do that, even though that might be something that I never do. So I have to live vicariously through others which is always fun, but you can live vicariously through some of the sponsors here on the podcast. How so? Well, like at the Clay Cup. Like you go to the Clay Cup, Sarah has designed an incredible environment for inspiration, for creativity, for delicious drinks, for imagination, and for friendships. That was a good sell. At least I feel like it was. 1304 11th Avenue in Altoona, the Clay Cup on Facebook and on Instagram. Uh, shout out to Trade Secrets, 1223 13th Avenue in Altoona. Now, Trade Secrets makes uh, natural body care products, and they make them all in-house, all fresh ingredients, no added chemicals or anything like that. I prefer the all-natural deodorants, the lip balms. Don't call them chapsticks. They're lip balms. Bath bombs, the kids love those. Whipped body butters, oh yeah. That's Trade Secrets, at Secrets and Trade on Facebook. Trade Secrets underscore skincare on Instagram. Shout out to the Comics Vault. I'm a big comic book fan. I, I can't wait to have Neil, the owner of the Comics Vault, back on this podcast. New comics every Wednesday. Thousands of back issues. I got my son some Hulk comics just recently. Uh, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram at the Comics Vault Altoona, 1130 12th Avenue in Altoona. Let's start the This is Rob Z Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Launchbox Studios. We're in downtown Altoona, Pennsylvania. Back for another show. Uh, this one's going to be a cool one, I think. I got Joe Glass here with me. Hey, Joe. How's it going, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. So <laughs> Pretty rough, actually. But Joe, I mean. <laughs> Joe's fresh off a, a three-day bachelor party yeah. in Nashville. Yeah, it was great. That he's not allowed to speak about. No, there was a pact. It must stay there. Yeah. Um, but he, he is the, how do you want to, the creator of the gray medium? How would you call yeah. it? What would you I guess owner. Yourself? Owner of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Give the intellectual properties. Yeah. Um, the first question, okay, so if, no, if people are not sure of, of what you do, you've been doing, in uh, central Pennsylvania, you've been doing local videos for local businesses. But not just like local videos, they're very uh, art what would you how would you describe them because I'm probably gonna mess it up if I try yeah, to I mean I don't really know I just like <laughs> my main goal behind it was just to get the backstories of local entrepreneurs and artists and try to put that on some sort of platform that they could eventually like share and and just get the word out there essentially so I mean that's the backbone of it basically but like they the videos are really like you think of oh a video for uh, a dog food store you think like <laughs> I'm gonna roll my eyes hard right yeah. it's gonna be a really boring video but yeah. you make them look really interesting and um, you get a good story from the people who run the place too like I can tell you I don't know if you do extensive interviewing with them but you definitely get things out of them that are you wouldn't normally see in a TV commercial or yeah, something like that no I always I always just essentially go in blind like completely blind. I have no plan for the interview at all, and I just, like, <laughs> I, I'll talk to the person, like, a little bit while I'm setting up and whatnot just to kind of get a feel of, like, who they are and what I should ask them. Yeah. And then we just kind of roll with it. And, I mean, the interviews take, like, ten minutes. And I really? cut them down to, like, five to five to three minutes. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting better at getting the content I need in shorter amounts of time so that it's, it's better on the editing 
editing side and 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 all that so yeah well I, so i guess right here for, before we go any further like if people want to check this stuff out before if we're talking about it and you're like what is it and you want to see it they can just go to your facebook page where would you suggest yeah, they go yeah go to my facebook page that's where everything is updated at the most so um the gray medium on facebook and which is just facebook.com slash the gray medium and gray with an e or an gray a? with an e because yeah. <laughs> that's the i know yeah. nobody ever knows yeah. i don't know what the difference is yeah. but i just recently knows. got a check that had an a in the in the gray and i was like oh man i have to rewrite this good. check yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i can't cash this yeah thing. exactly um yeah so I, you know and I, i'm kind of the same way with this obviously we just met like 15 minutes ago yeah. i don't really do much pre-planning or pre-talking because then I feel it kind of messes things up. I don't want to know too yeah. much before I go in. Exactly. And I, I, I don't know. I, I've, I've been a part of any interviews before on TV, on radio, or whatever, where I know exactly what they're going to ask, and it makes the interview just suck. Mm-hmm. It's just boring. Yeah. And then yep. I feel like the answers are already there. Exactly. Right? So like I feel like any like sports interview that you see is like so typical. You never see like any questions that are kind of outside of the box. It's always the same thing. And yeah. it's almost like the athletes then have like a pre-programmed answer for it yeah so like you know ready really, for it yeah exactly it's like doing a media circuit yeah you're yep. just like going through the same thing so when i watch your videos like but i feel like you're really getting people to say some pretty cool things about their business it feels like they wouldn't be saying those things normally in other interviews for like the news maybe because you don't have like a big camera with a light in their face and yeah. a news reporter yeah but. well i i mean I bring a I bring a good amount of equipment. You do, so, okay? Yeah, I do. Yeah, but um, yeah. At the end of the day, like, if I'm trying to like get to know the person, like, I'll ask, I'll even ask like stories that they have, like, just to kind of open them up and and to be less of a formal interview because I I do see people getting robotic a lot with with their answers, and so you have to kind of dig a little bit deeper to open them up somehow so yeah where's the name come from the gray medium what is it um weirdly enough like i guess like two and a half years ago had a crazy crazy dream and um ended up like within the dream there was like it felt like there was some sort of outside so like it was not it didn't feel like a normal dream okay and i woke up and i um yeah i just had the name i had the three words like gray the medium like running through my head on repeat and I was like I might have to use that somehow so like <laughs> what yeah, was the dream there. dude I'm curious or you don't even remember I remember it was it was super weird like all as I saw was like it was almost like white light okay. but like it was like a lava lamp okay and it was like asking me like all these life questions and stuff and like I don't remember like what I said or like whatever it was answer or whatever but like yeah, it was crazy. And then I just woke up with that in my head, and I was like, oh, got to use that. So, That's wild. Yeah. And the crazier thing is, a couple weeks ago, I was looking up, like, the origin of my last name, like, Glass. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, like, the um, – it originated from, like, a, a the Gaelic term that means gray. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was like, that's pretty... Damn. Yeah, that's some that's deep stuff. weird, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So the name has nothing to do with anything besides what came out of that dream. Like, it just Well, kinda... it doesn't, but then, like, I started thinking about it, and I was like, the gray medium, like, film is, like, the medium where everything seems to intersect and everything seems to, like, yeah. like get mixed into one. So, like, I thought it would be a perfect, perfect name for that, so... I always look at gray like I love gray because especially now, man, you look at politics and stuff. Everything's black and white, yep. right? And the answer is yep. always in the middle. So that's yep. always the me- that's always the medium, the gray medium. Exactly. That, that's how I kind yep. of interpret it. Yep. Like you're going to get the most information in the middle there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and then I watched your stuff and I'm like, well, that you're getting a lot of cool information out of businesses that usually give very black or white answers, yep. very plain bland answers but yep. you're getting some real content out of them exactly and i thought like maybe that's where yeah. it came but that was just me yeah interpreting yeah. what you got <laughs> and i think like one of my main goals between behind like making my short films that i'm gonna be gonna be making here probably in the spring um like one of the main themes i want in them is to is for viewers not to see things in black and white mm-hmm. and for for you to not jump to conclusions off of like the actions of someone in the beginning of the film because it could completely turn around by the end of it so like making people ask questions and even like subconsciously like putting that into their own life like 
not exactly taking everything at face value. Like that's that's essentially what what I want to get across ultimately. So, uh, so well, we'll get into the whole what you, what you want to do moving forward. But like, how did you get to where you're? You're 24 years old. Uh, did you yeah. go to Altoona? I went to Holidaysburg. Went to Holidaysburg yeah. High School. So if you're not from uh, obviously podcasts are worldwide. So if we're from Central Pennsylvania. That's where the podcast is based. You went to Holidaysburg. And um, growing up, were you big into film? Was that something that you always wanted to get into, or how did you gravitate no, towards it? Not at all. Really? It was yeah. It was super. I mean, I always kind of like gravitated gravitated towards cameras, mm-hmm. and like it all initially started like the reason I picked up my first camera was because I saw the footage that my dad would take coming back from vacations. And it was like nauseating. It was so bad. It was so terrible. Like <laughs> you couldn't watch it without getting sick. And I was oh, like, like yeah. real jumpy and yeah, yeah bouncing yeah, all, all the over the place. Like not even on the subject. And I was like, I I think I can maybe take over from here. So like <laughs> from then on, like I started like using the family camera to like make stupid videos with my friends and stuff. And then from there, I uh, I went to college to play baseball essentially, okay. and I would use um, like my camera at the time for like slow motion video like my my baseball mechanics and stuff mm. like that and then baseball eventually ended up not working out and i essentially just like dropped everything and just decided to do this like and since then it's been like i don't know three or four years so like since then i've just been like acquiring equipment and getting to a place where i know that i can i can make some quality content so th- was the baseball the dream? Was playing baseball, baseball was the dream? Yeah, it was the dream. It, it. I think a lot of it had to do with my like my family background. Like my my dad played professional baseball. Wow. Like my older brother went to went to college to play baseball. So it was like, kind of like. So I, I have two other brothers. So like that was the thing that we did. That was like our lives growing up. Yeah. Yeah. And so once that kind of faded out, it was like, all right, let's let's move yeah. on to this. Yeah. To because this film I thing. mean, it got to a point where. I mean, I was throwing harder than I ever threw before, and I was like, my stuff was the greatest that it's been, but I I started getting these little injuries that I just knew were going to bloom into something else eventually, and I was like, I'm not sure I want to do that to my body. Like, I want to... I want to be able to wake up when I'm 40 and be able to lift my right arm. So yeah, like, right. Yeah. And that's got to be tough for baseball players, like constant abuse of just yeah. one arm and one yeah. shoulder. Yeah, and it's a not it's not a natural motion either. No. Like, that's why softball players can throw day after day because oh, it's an really? underhand motion. Yeah, and like throwing overhand is not a natural. Oh, I didn't not know a that. Natural human motion. Your arm's yeah. not meant to kind of go that way. Yep. I guess right. Yep. Boy, that's and I, I I used to lift weights a lot, and I kind of I've gotten away from that over the past couple of years because of the same reason. Not that I was going to be a professional weightlifter, yeah, but because I noticed these little things that were hurting, like my shoulders, mm-hmm. my back, my like there's certain parts of me I was like, oh, that's going to turn into something if I keep going yeah. this route. So yep. I switched it up to yoga, kettlebells, that nice. sort of stuff, yeah. and it's and it's made a huge difference. But yeah, I mean that's I think that I guess some people power through those things mm-hmm. those issues i was yeah. just listening to this thing about kurt angle the wrestler wwe wrestler but they used to, he was a ncaa world champion or, mm-hmm. or whatever olympic champion and um like he had a broken neck when he won and he just kept that broken neck from there on out yeah and, and he's yep. somehow still alive <laughs> but he nearly died but it's crazy right because you get into this th- that, like that's your life that's what you do and if you're going to do that thing for a living you've got to push through all the yep. And that's the that's the perpetuated like mindset of all of it. Like even by your coaches or anything, like just push through, like push through, keep going, like until it becomes an, an actual injury. And that's yeah. like I don't understand that at all. But like yeah, that's you how it is. You like, can't slow down. Exactly. Don't, don't slow down. Yeah. You miss an opportunity. Yeah, that's yep. why I like doing audio. I mean, unless yeah. I lose my voice. Yeah. Like yep. I almost did there a second ago. Yeah, uh, I'm screwed. <laughs> so I yeah, my voice. <laughs> things aren't going wrong. Even then, though, I, somebody might listen to that. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, I, getting into the film part of the whole thing. So you go through baseball and you're out of it, and you start. You've been running your parents' video camera, which <laughs> that's funny, man. I used to do that too because I we used to be backyard wrestlers back in like the late '90s. Me and yeah. my buddies, so we'd have like a camera, we'd do like interviews and stuff, and I did like mild editing. Um, and then I got into school, into college, and I did a lot of editing. Uh, I never made videos for anybody. Mm. Just kind of did it for fun. Yeah. Yep. Um, but it is, 
I guess uh, as an art form, incredibly satisfying yeah. when you put something together that flows exactly. and it tells a story. Yep. And uh, I, you doing what you're doing for small businesses, like for a Lula, Lularoo, uh rep or whoever it might be, it's there's got to be some satisfaction in that of man, I took this thing that normally would not be extreme, would not normally be interesting to watch. And I don't want to make that like her business isn't interesting, but like you'd see that on the news, you would see that somewhere, they would not make it fun. Yeah. And you turn it into yeah. this thing that's like, wow, that looks mm-hmm. really exciting. Yeah. And I want to be a part of it. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely try to try to individualize everything like about the business and try to, like I said, try to exploit that as much as I possibly can. But yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, I don't really know how I make it look like I do. Like I know the settings on the camera and and all that, but like at the end of the day, I have no idea how a video is going to come out until I'm in the editing room. Mm-hmm. Like until, like, and in and some of them are so different too. Like some of them will have like live live action shots of like I remember like the Crooked Line was a band I did, and in the middle of it we had like almost like an MTV Cribs type thing where we they took us through like the studio and stuff and like told us about their equipment and stuff. And even though it was like a one minute segment in the middle, like I had no idea that that was gonna come out like that. But it it turned out to be yeah, it's cool. It's definitely definitely like everything is. Every time I go out and shoot, it's a unique process for sure. And plus, you're always doing something different. Yeah, like you're not sticking to the same thing. Yep. So it's yep. it's like starting from scratch over. I have and over been again. getting a lot of boutiques though. I, you know, a I've lot of that. boutiques. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it seems like once you get good at, uh, if somebody sees you do something good for a certain niche, everybody else in that niche is going to be like, hey, you should do mine as yep. well. Like, that's, why not? That's just, I mean, that's why I started doing them for free because I didn't know where to go. Like I had no basis like in the area at all or anything and I was just like I knew I did know a bunch of artists and and entrepreneurs around so I just started doing them as subjects and then that eventually turned into like being able to get paid for it so it's almost like you have to show people what they want before they actually want it yeah if you try to just tell them hey yeah try to get them to visualize it not a chance in hell like they're just not going to see it yeah unless they're unless they know you and they know the kind of work you can do then then they're more on board or you do it for free yep that's the other yeah. that's that's yeah. the real win mm-hmm. i guess <laughs> that one works every time yeah uh so moving forward man what do you What's the plan? Because obviously the gray medium on a local level here is going great. Like things are really, I, I feel like the more you do it, the more people you're going to get who want you to do it for them. Yeah. You're going to be super inundated with a ton of work and you're going to be like, there's a, obvi- there's a, obviously that's not the goal, right? Yeah. I mean, to yeah. help out business, to make some cash, make some great videos is a, a goal. But like, what's your big picture kind of thing? What do you want to do? Um, well... I guess I kind of muffed up on my origin a little bit. Like, <laughs> okay, let's <laughs> go like, back, rewind. Because like, it's not that I was never into film, mm-hmm. but like, just these past couple years, like when I did start like taking it more seriously, I did start like, because I've never taken like a film class or anything like that. Oh, so okay. I I just started going online, taking classes online, learning as much like reading books, learning as much as I could about film and lighting and cinematography and all that in general what film classes did you take online like Udemy Um, stuff or what was it see there's like there's a bunch of um there's a website called lynda.com they have thousands of courses on there lynda like yeah l-y-n-d-a okay com and uh another one is a big one is masterclass masterclass masterclass.com i took an um Werner Herzog's class on there. I've even gotten like a Kevin Spacey class on there just for act. Like, I don't even want to be an actor, but for working with actors. Yeah. And then there's, um, who was the latest one I got? I might have to check some of those out. That'd, yeah, that'd be it's, even it's if you're awesome. not in the field, it's interesting. Yeah, they're to... awesome. Like they're because they're people that are top of their line. Like they even have classes like from Serena Williams on there, or Venus Williams, one of them. Really? For tennis, yeah, and like Steph Curry for for shooting. Like basketball, it's it's crazy. Like it's a crazy website. Well, that's the thing right now, man. And my brother-in-law is just—he's getting ready, or he technically has already launched like a, an educational platform online. And like you said, dude, the best part is is that instead of learning from a teacher who's been just teaching the same thing over and over again for yeah. twenty years, you're yeah. learning from like somebody who's this is their career exactly, and yeah. you get inside information that you would never and get that, from somebody. Funny else. enough, from the Werner Herzog class, that's where I learned not to ask ask people questions or get to know them too much before you interview them. Right. Like that's where I learned it from. 
Then you already burned through all your stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you end up not asking questions because you already know the answer. Yeah. But nobody yep. else knows the answer. Yep. I'll tell you one time that did work, though, was for uh, Michael Allison. I spent the whole day with him before I shot with him. So I got, like, a good gist of, like, more of a good gist of who he was as a person. And, like, the job that he had me help him with a job that he – and he's, a like, a commercial and uh, fine artist around here. Okay. And we went to this place called Mr. Ed's. It's, like, on the way to Gettysburg, and it's, like, an elephant, like, weird museum. Not museum, but it's, like, it has this yard with, like, a bunch of, like, elephant statues and, like, weird stuff. And the request that they had that we had to go do is make a shed into a teapot. So (laughs) he had, like, this huge plaster, like, handle and spout. That weighed like they each weighed like two hundred pounds. We had to mount it on this shed to make it look like a teapot. What the hell? I know. For what reason? <laughs> yeah. That's where he worked. Like that's, that's the well, job he had to go do. Yeah, like he just gets like basically what we do. Like he just gets random weird jobs. Right. And yeah, I guess the lady <laughs> wanted that. Like she wanted that to be the teapot shed. I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, so I kind of want to check that place out. Yeah. No, it's an awesome place. But yeah, then the next day. Uh, the next day, I had a lot of, more of a basis on on what to ask him and stuff because I found out that like he was under the tutelage of a Vietnamese Buddhist monk and oh, like okay. all, right. all the, yeah all this like crazy stuff that I wouldn't have known if if I had just went in and and done it. So I mean it it does vary, but like for the most part, like re asking people questions is something that's not yeah you're you're not going to get a like a really genuine response the next time you ask it. Yeah, well I've I found <clears throat> at least with this podcast is like. The first time I interview somebody, if I have them on multiple times, like the first time we have a general conversation about what they do, and it, and it it usually goes pretty well. But then if I have them on again and again, like we get more, in, and then you just get more in depth. Yeah. With yep. either like life stuff or just like you said, like finding out they're t- teaching under a Buddhist monk, a Vietnamese <laughs> Buddhist monk. Like that's the kind of stuff you can bring on later on. That comes yep. on board like as you have another discussion, and that could be an entire discussion in itself. Mm-hmm. Like that could be a whole thing that you don't even get off topic. And I've, I've discovered that with certain people that I've had on here is like, man, I can go down a rabbit hole for an hour yeah. and never get off that one subject. Yep. So I can take each of those subjects and, and it can turn into a, a, a really cool conversation each time. Yeah. Do you see that? Okay. Well, well let's go back to where you were. So okay. the, the how you, your obsession with film when you were younger, like your passion for it. And then, you started taking all these classes yourself. Yeah. I think that's, and, a, that's a really and cool... that, I mean, that really helped with, like... Because, like, coming out of playing college baseball, like, I was faced with either two choices. It was, like, either start your own thing and use the money that you would use to go to a film school on all of that. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, or go to a film school. And, like, it, it just made sense to me... If, based on because I did take some like photography classes I did take like an intro to film class but it wasn't anything that you were getting your hands dirty with it and that's what you need to do with film you just need to go out and make it and hope that it comes together like there's no other way to go about it because no one can tell you how to get from A to B in the correct way like I don't think there's a correct way to get to get from A to B. Yeah, especially when it's something uh, on the, along those creative lines. Yeah. It's really what yeah, you picture. There are so many variables is. within the context of all of it that it's, yeah, you can't really, you can't pinpoint it or teach it. As, I mean, you can teach it a specific way, mm-hmm. but I found that the teachers that helped me the most, even on my online classes, like they are open-minded about the process and they're not like, a, they don't have a, a stepped plan to, yeah. to go about it really so you were saying about when you, we were talking beforehand when you shoot and you'll shoot some video and you'll think I have nothing here this is yeah yeah this like is the, garbage yeah the first video I ever did was for Mansion Park Barbershop and I had like I had no music in it and I had all my cuts done and I played it and I was disgusted <laughs> I was I was it was ridiculous like I, right. I was like this is not gonna work there's no way this is going to work. And then I contacted Jordan Rhodes, who was a local producer. He's based in South Carolina now, I'm pretty sure. But um, he sent me a couple beats, and I just threw one over it, and it instantly worked. Like, it, all the cuts lined up somehow, and, like, it just flowed so much better. And Well, you doing, like, the slow motion yeah. with the beat. Yeah. Always. Yeah. That just seems yeah. to work. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's, like, what I have in my mind anyways, 
like before going in like I always have like this kind of like slow motion y like just because like first of all the shots look smoother like that yeah and second of all like it's just it just gives it this feel of like you're like of time being um obviously slower but like it 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 makes you realize like it creates importance somehow yeah it makes things like yeah. seem more significant yeah than they normally would yeah yeah it, it definitely places like i don't know it's weird it's weird this is gonna be a really <laughs> strange comment probably but i i compare it to like so my friend and i were just coming back from philadelphia and it was like four in the morning and we're right outside of town and we almost hit a deer Right, and mm-hmm. the deer ran out right in front of us, and time slowed down. Like yep. I was sitting in the car, yep. and it was like, yeah, like that, mat- yeah. that matrix thing. Yeah, yep. and the deer, like I could see its eyes as it passed <laughs> in front of us, and I was like, oh god! And he like swerved out of the way, and we missed it. We were fine, but that was like when things get slow, they usually get really important. Yeah, That's like in a movie, when things slow down, it's yep. like, well, you got to pay attention mm-hmm. to this part. It's like an integral moment. So. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah, where that and you comes notice. From. I feel like you notice a lot of the details more, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a weird thing for sure. That is, it's pretty it's, cool though. It right? is cool. Yeah, I, I think yeah, it's that's a, like one of more, one of my favorite things to shoot is slow motion. No matter if it's a music video, no matter if it's you know whatever I'm working on. Like, so are you a big music fan as well? Is that yeah, a, yeah. I like yeah. I'm really into like all kinds of music, and I think working with a lot of the bands that I've worked with, even like it expanded like what the kind of music I listen to too but yeah I, I mean initially it all started as like like hip-hop like I really I really really like conscious hip-hop okay but like what like Trap Called Quest stuff like that or what's the stuff like that um Mick Jenkins I don't know if you ever heard of Mick Jenkins no you gotta check out Mick Jenkins is he newer he's yeah he's kind of newer okay uh and then like yeah like Kendrick Lamar obviously and Chance the Rapper and yeah and all that good stuff and then I, I don't know, I just recently, like, started getting kind of more into, I mean, even the bands that I work with, like the Crooked Line, like, I listen to them all the time. Uh, Megan Jean, the KFB, they're awesome. I'm going to be are working they, on some. Are they local? They are, I'm not sure where they're located, because when I went out to them, it was, like, almost four hours away, and oh. it was in the middle of nowhere. Like, okay. I have, I don't even know where, like even like an area around it that I could explain like it was in the middle of nowhere but they are they are awesome they're based in PA though they, okay. I'm pretty sure they used to be down south and they just like moved here or something like a couple years ago but yeah they are like essentially I I've just been listening it was hilarious though over the weekend like at the bachelor party oh god here we go a lot of country <laughs> there was a lot of country <laughs> but like the funny thing was on the way down we decided on like the song of the weekend and the two people up front were like metalheads and the two people in the back were like hip-hop people and we we um finally decided that long black train by josh turner would be the song really the <laughs> yeah it made no sense How did that happen? Just, i have no idea so you can just leave go of all genres yeah. and just go with one song and yeah you can all exactly agree on. yeah and it matched with nashville you know right yeah that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i i don't know i've been a huge fan of music my whole life as well and I, I find any more and I end up talking about this a lot for some reason uh, but it just seems because you mentioned groups right there I've never heard of any of them yeah and music's so weird now because when I was growing up in the, like in the 90s like you were force fed music yeah MTV gave you the artist yep. and then you listen to those artists yep. now nobody's force feeding you I mean Pandora Spotify they do give you music to listen to yeah, but, but there's at, so much and at the end of the day like the, the artists that are coming on that are more than likely probably just paying more like their their record labels or whatever are paying more to have it as the up next song you know what i mean yeah in order for it to be in that in that uh area of like the genre you're listening to or whatever like they it's all about if you have enough backing behind it in the first place yeah i hear it over and over again now because i'll talk to people and it used to be like oh dude do you know and just name a random band. They'd be like, oh, yeah, I've, I've, I listen to their stuff. I've heard their stuff. Now I, like, hey, do you ever hear these guys? Nope. How about no these idea. guys? Nope. And yeah. it's like, oh, God, like nobody listens to the same stuff anymore because there's so much stuff. Yeah. Which and is like, a good thing. I mean, I mean for you being in radio for so long, like, did you see, like, the shift in that? Uh, well, <laughs> in radio, it was just force-fed the same things over and over again. Yeah. So it was really – what I did notice in the past couple of years – 
And I worked in CHR. I always wanted to work in rock, but rock radio is really dying. Yeah. Because it's basically classic rock now, yeah. and you can't sell rock stations to, yeah. like, a department store won't turn them on. Yeah, and it's you not know. like there's anything new coming out. Right. So. And the bars, bars are playing, they're playing Spotify, Pandora, Jukebox, or whatever, mm. the digital Jukebox, whatever yeah. it might be. Um, but what I did notice while I was getting out is the past couple of years, indie rock has really made a huge presence on Top 40 Radio, which I thought was awesome because... Yeah. Uh, for a while there, CHR was stuck in um, a very bad pop, hip-hop. Like when 50 Cent got big, like that yeah. whole area passed then. There's all <laughs> these terrible rappers who had <laughs> singles and terrible pop songs. But then when indie rock started coming in, and I'm saying like, you know, Mumford and & Sons and uh, the Ex-Ambassadors and Lumineers, like mm-hmm. all these guys, um, 21 Pilots started to come in there. I don't know if they're considered indie rock or not, but whatever. Th- those kind of bands all started to make their way into top 40 it was like there's actually some good music Mm -hmm. right now on the radio even though it's being played every hour and you were sick of it because you hear it non-stop yeah at least it's something that has some it feels like it has some substance behind it and it's not just bubblegum pop yeah I think there is something behind like the indie kind of like the indie circuit coming up like I don't know what it is but I'm I'm hoping that real music starts making a comeback somehow. Like I think it is. Music that people actually write for themselves and produce for themselves. Like Well, you were just in the hub of ghostwriting. Yeah. Nashville's yeah. like the land yep. of the ghostwriting. Exactly, yeah. It's crazy. Yep. And I, I I go back and forth on that too because you know, I've I've I, there's certain songs that I love that I know were ghostwritten. Yeah. But even if they're ghostwritten, the person who does the song, if they have the creativity or they have they, they make it their own then it doesn't really matter who wrote it I guess yeah. but I guess the, the part that does take it away from that is then you, you you know the person you're listening to never had the experience of that song exactly like, and that's kind yeah. of a bummer yeah that is yeah absolutely and like I know for bands like I know for bands like Megan Jean and the KFB who I was just talking about like they do everything everything by themselves like I mean she was she went to school to basically like for singing like oh, okay. be, yeah and i i mean they even as good as her voice is like the lyrics that she writes are completely like uh, completely original like you know i like listening to people that you know that no one else could have written that song right yeah it's like listening to uh florence and the machine i always think yeah i've i actually started listening to them lately actually yes my wife used to listen to him and she always i always made fun of him like oh yeah i'm gonna listen to florence and the machine (laughs) then we went to see him in concert and i'm like dude she's amazing yeah i started listening to her music and this is some powerful stuff and you're Mm -hmm. right it sounds nothing like anything else that you would ever hear so you're like well she had to have if yeah. she didn't yeah. make that if music, make it, yeah. who the hell did? Like, what's, yep. what is she doing? Um, so so you do a lot of shoots for music videos then? Is that something else you're... I uh, don't do a lot of shoots for music videos strictly because, I mean, I, there's not a whole lot. I mean, there's artists in the area, but as far as... Like shoot music videos. Yeah, go. yeah, as far as that goes, not a whole lot. I do have some lined up. I have a music video for the Crooked Line lined up that's going to be awesome. Like, it's going to be, it's going to be definitely unique for sure. But, yeah, I mean, I don't get a whole lot of music videos. I get, um, I mean, it's just been ma- mainly the the Grey Matters series that I've been doing, the documentary series. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, just work trying to work on short films in, my, in the meantime. But, and another, another weird thing about, like, making short films and all of that is, like, I, I also, like, play a little bit of guitar. And, like, I know I've made beats and stuff before. So, like... I'm going to be doing all the scoring for it, which is going to be like, I don't know many, I don't know many like film companies that like have one guy doing absolutely everything as yeah. far as that goes, because there is so many, there's so many mediums that are thrown into one thing. Yeah. And I guess on the smaller scale, when you begin, that'd be easy to, easier to do when it gets yeah. bigger. That'd be, yeah, I, I feel like, I, I feel like I have to do it out of just necessity. Like that's, I'm forced to do it almost right. like until I get a something out there that actually like gets some notoriety for what it is as far as I mean short films go not even as far as like the documentary stuff goes but as far as short films in specific goes well yeah we were talking about too it's it's hard to bring other people into your thing yeah you know without it becoming uh sometimes you got to give a little like of of what your personal 
belief of what your thing should be is yeah. if you bring somebody else on board. So the more people you have on board, the more diluted it gets and the less chance you have of being your real vision. Exactly. I imagine in movies that's got to be yeah. super frustrating. And I have my own, like, I'm so specific about what I want about things and about what, like, the image that's in my mind and how I want to recreate that. And it's it's hard, like, bringing other people in when you are not established yet because... I feel like everybody else also has their own agenda for it in order to to get bigger themselves, mm-hmm. which is fine. But, like, if it gets to a point where ego is getting in the way of everything else, then you have, like, a completely, like, disruptive, chaotic, like, situation. Yeah. And whenever – I guess whenever people can't take – can't necessarily take criticisms for – maybe not even like understanding the process of film and being involved in it like if you have a shot that you want to get and you're on set and your batteries are dying and you can't get the right angle and you can't do this or that like you have to adjust Mm -hmm. no matter who it pisses off really so like you have to you have to learn how to how to think on your feet more than anything I think that's like the biggest the biggest skill that you can have when making a film yeah, especially I can't imagine all of the pieces that go into a puzzle of making a film. It just seems like such a gigantic yeah. undertaking. It's a lot. Even for a, a short film, seems like yeah. it'd be a lot. Yeah. Let alone like a feature length film. Like for the love of God, yeah, man, I, I couldn't imagine. Where do you some start? People, some people think that feature length films are easier to make because you have more time to develop the narrative. Yeah. And short films, you just kind of got to throw throw the audience in there and hope that they get it. Right. <laughs> like, what's, yeah. the, what's the length of a typical short film? Is there like a... I'd say like, I mean, the one that I'm making, actually, I, I can't even tell you how long it's going to be. Right. Like, I'm, <laughs> no I'm going idea. to completely wing it and just it might put be the pieces length. together. Yeah, it might be. But uh, I'd say typically short films, five to ten minutes. Oh, that's it. I was thinking like yeah. 30. Okay. No. Yeah, five to ten minutes short films. That's usually, I'm pretty sure that's usually what's on, like, the, the festival circuits and stuff like that. So what is yours about? Or you, do you not want to reveal any information? I'm curious, it's hard. To, it's hard to reveal information about it because it's, like, so weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, if I tell you anything, I mean, I can tell you it's, like, the title of it's going to be called Loose. Okay. And it's about um, this kid that's kind of completely detached from reality in a, in a certain way, specific way. And... At the end, you find out what the real reality is, and that's all I can. Yeah, that's all I can, kind of give away at this point. Cool, man. I like yeah. the concept. Yeah, <laughs> that's a cool. Co- where did the idea come from? Um, I don't know. <laughs> just just kind of, it just, just kind of came. came. Yeah, <laughs> it's yep. not like a biographical story or yeah. anything like no. that. Nope. Um, I mean, there are themes in it that are obviously like, like there are lessons in the themes, and there are you know like obviously like personal experiences that are like kind of like metaphorical within the within the context of the whole thing but yeah it it comes down to like not making assumptions about what you think it's is going on and then at the end it kind of it'll kind of switch i've been i was just talking to somebody about this actually andrew uh trexler from catalyst space who's oh, okay. been on here and yeah. uh we were just talking about perspective like and it's kind of like what you just mentioned you know your perspective develops your whole world. So you yeah. might see, you might be in the same situation as somebody else doing the same thing, and you perceived it completely differently than somebody else. Yep. It's, it's almost like di- living in a different reality. Yeah. Because like it could literally be. Besides, like the visual might be the same, but mm-hmm. even then, sometimes you'll see things uh, that somebody else never even saw happen. So um, I think that's a lot of people's lives, and it's super difficult to get yourself out of that. Yeah. Like how do you change the perspective yeah. and look at it from somebody else? And I else? feel like film in itself, it gives like it gives you the opportunity to take those, you know, take specific perspectives and completely exaggerate them so that more people understand it or that more people resonate with it or it's more impactful to them. Yeah. Uh, so what do you want to do then? The goal is you're doing the gray medium right now. You're doing all these these local videos. You want to do like the short fo- – you're, you're working on the short film, but like where does it go? Where do you picture it going? I have no idea. No, I, there's no not idea. like a vision I mean, or something I, like that. I mean, I, I obviously like – I obviously want to be a director of mm-hmm. like feature films, but I don't – I mean, at this point, like I don't even know if Hollywood is, is worth like shooting for, you know what I mean? Like I – I don't know. And I mean, is that crazy uh, now? Yeah. It's like, is that even worth it? Yeah. And in the long run, 
in the long run, like way down the road, I want to eventually like open up my own set of like independent film theaters. Because I want, nice. I, I want to somehow be able to bring that back, like bring back the experience of going to a film and have, I mean, I, I forget the exact statistic, but there's like over 10,000 like independent films made in like the U.S. alone every year. Really? Yeah. I believe like, that. I mean. Yeah. And half of them don't even get shown anywhere. So like I want, I want to create an outlet to where filmmakers can, can eventually do that without the help without the help of like big you know companies and and yeah um like wb or whatever you know yeah, like, like yeah huge like mgm companies or like something that. like yeah, that yeah let me ask you this man because i've noticed this has been my take i've throughout my 20s all i did was watch movies yeah not regretting it but i did mm-hmm. waste a hell of a lot of time yeah. watching movies yeah. <laughs> especially yeah. shitty ones that i didn't care about <laughs> but like at this point in my life, and I've been saying this for the past couple of years, I watch movie trailers mm-hmm. all the same. Yeah. For some reason, they're all like five minutes long now, too. Yeah, yeah. Every movie tra- trailer has the one moment where there's like the mm-hmm. sound effect. Yep. Every movie to me seems, I'm not going to say it seems exactly the same because it doesn't, but they all are so similar. Yeah. The, you can The formula, you can see it coming. Mm-hmm. I can already usually predict the ending before it happens yep. and it they they're like pumping them out oh, like this yeah. manufacturing yeah. Who, who the hell's making yep. all these movies man there's so many <laughs> and are they making any money like where are all these actors coming from <laughs> the cgi guys like the special effects guys they hire it, it blows my mind how big the industry is and it mm-hmm. blows my mind how it just seems so uncreative 90 percent of the time yeah and it is yet the stuff still gets made it is constantly but then you have i mean it's more of like it's almost how music is like you have to dig for it right it's ridiculous you have to dig for it because it's not nothing is force-fed to you anymore like nothing that is that is good or legitimate is force-fed to you like that the opportunity isn't really out there unless like you have a situation like Guillermo del Toro like the shape of water the movie he just came out with like that was first showed at like a film festival mm-hmm. and like going off of that like it got so many like it was critically acclaimed so well that it, then it eventually like got released in the theaters. But like that movie was probably one of the most like, I guess like cr- visually creative and like conceptual movies. Like you didn't, you had no idea what was going on through the whole movie. And I that's haven't what seen I love. it. I gotta like, watch it. Yeah. That and another movie that came out this past year, mother, if you've yeah, seen I've, Mother, no, I've it was, heard it was great. It was crazy, but it was good. Like, well, Get Out. I loved Get Out. Yeah, that, that I mean, that awesome. won awards, but like that was yeah. like, excellent. That's one of the few movies I've seen in the past couple of years where I'm like, damn, that was a good yeah. movie. Like, another thing about me off guard. Another thing about Mother was like that made it so much different than anything that's out. Is it was like it was a pure metaphor. Like the whole thing was a metaphor. Oh, okay. The entire thing was a metaphor for like God and like the Garden of Eden and like all of that stuff was was within it. Like Cain and Abel was in it and like oh, okay. yeah. And um, the thing I liked about it too was like in the com- like you were saying about the commercials, like there was no they didn't, didn't give, anything, give away. anything away. Yeah, you watch trailers now and I've basically seen the movie already. Yeah. Like, what's the point? Yeah. I, I don't get the concept. I don't get the idea behind it. I don't. None of it makes any sense to me, and I and I think to myself because I'll talk to people like I went. My wife and I went to see the new Jumanji. Mm. I thought it sucked balls. I was very disappointed. And like it's The Rock and Kevin Hart. I'm like these two guys are hilarious. I can't wait for some stupid comedy. And it wasn't even funny to me. Then everybody that I talked to who's seen it's like you didn't like it. I thought it was excellent. I'm like what did? Am I am I missing something? (laughs) Brainwashing. (laughs) (laughs) Or is my brain, I've seen too much that I'm like not impressed anymore. I can't figure out what it is, but I'm just, I I almost have stopped watching movies altogether because I just get disappointed. Yeah. Going to a movie with me is like, you don't want to go to a movie with me. (laughs) You're picking it apart the whole time. Yeah, I pick it apart the whole time and like, I'll tell you what's going to happen right before it happens. Right. And you'll just be like, oh, I just have people shaking their heads. Yeah, I hate you. It's wasted $9. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, what the hell was I just going to say? You know, cause it, it happens to me. Uh, have you watched Black Mirror on Netflix? I have, yeah. Were you a fan? I liked it. Did you? Yeah. I love Black Mirror. Yeah, and I, I liked it. It's one of those few shows, and I know it's it's from the um, it's BBC. Or is it BBC? It's just it's from England, yeah. I guess I should say. Yeah. But uh, it's one of the few shows recently. And after watching a bunch of them, they do have a similar, similar formula that they go through mm-hmm. on most of the episodes. But it's so 
bizarre and it's all they keep the, the central theme of it like it's a little bit in the future yeah they all have like the little chips they put on their yep. head so there's similar things but every episode's different and they will blow your freaking mind some I think, of those episodes i think my favorite one of those was was the dating one Oh really? Yeah. Was, For whatever reason, yeah. Like where they I, can only they know how long they have in the yeah, relationship. Yeah, and they just got to go. Yep. <laughs> I thought that was yeah. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, that was a cool one. The uh, and then the people that are actually supposed to be together just like leave. They end up rebelling against. What was the message at the end of that episode? Was it that like I, I was so confused at the end because they climb that ladder. Yeah. And they end up in like. <sighs> I was under the impression they'd done this over and over again. This same situation had happened over and over again, and they finally... I was so confused. I think, it, I think it was because, like, the people that were actually supposed to be together were the ones that rebelled, and they, they were the ones that, that like, yeah, like, there were multiple people that did that, and because they did that, then they were... They ended up being together. They ended up, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I thought it was... Yeah, that was a super cool episode. Dude, the one um, that I just watched, uh, the guy is in the army, and he has augmented reality implanted in his brain. So, like, he sees the... uh, What are they called? The the ticks, or they're called the... Damn it! I can't think of the name they gave them. But, like, he's... Like, they're in the army, and they're, they're shooting these things. But it turns out that they had just, like, implanted monster faces over humans' faces. Oh, damn. That's crazy. It's... Oh my god Then there's the other one Where the dude is uh, Backpacking across Europe He runs out of money This is probably My favorite one And um, To to make money He joins an experimental Video game Experimental Augmented reality Video game Which like It's a horror movie Mm -hmm. Dude Whoa That that episode Just like It gives me chills Talking about it (laughs) I had to watch it A couple of times Because I was so Blown away by it But, But it's awesome When you see that Kind of stuff because then it gives me hope there's still some good stuff out there. Exactly. And there's, there's a great platform like Netflix that mm. – I can see Netflix. Like you're talking about lo- like movie theaters showing independent films. Like there, a, there needs to be a Netflix for that. Or I guess yeah. it kind of already is yeah. in a certain way. Yep. Can you get short films on Netflix? They don't exist on there. It's all, I don't think. It's just I terrible mean, feature-length films. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for, the, for the most part. <laughs> the worst. Yeah. yeah, and then they'll take off like the ones you like two months later. Right. Yep. What is that? I don't know. What are they doing? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not sure if it's like a contractual thing. It would have to be, but. I was kind of glad my son watches these horrible kids' movies, and they took some of them off. I was like, <laughs> yes! This saved my life from watching these things again. I think I was the most mad when they took It's Always Sunny off. Did they take It's Always Sunny off? That was like a couple months ago. Damn. Yeah. And I was like, that was my life, so. So now, now, now I don't know what to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now what do I do with myself? The Ranch is funny. Have you watched that at all? Ashton Kutcher. It's uh, actually I, I think good. I watched a couple episodes. I heard the second season was kind of a, kind of didn't, wasn't as good. Falls apart. Yeah. yeah. It's typically the, the case. But yeah. um, yeah, man, I, anything else? Do you want to throw anything in? Anything you want to talk about? Because I'm, you know, this is a platform also for you just to, to promote whatever's going on yeah, or I mean, whatever you. I don't know. If you're into film, want to help me. Go ahead. <laughs> this is just hit me, yeah. Just hit me up. Do you have people who help you do feature do your films and stuff? Like, are you just shooting and um, writing and everything yourself? Well, I'm, yeah, pretty much doing everything myself. Roxanne from Mad Lion Gallery is helping out with uh, with like the set design and stuff like that. And I'm um, I'm doing the script, the score, the filming, pretty much everything. And then I'll have my um, my little my stepbrother. He's going to be like playing the main guy in it. Okay. So, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna. I'll have to use the uh, Kevin Spacey acting techniques on him. <laughs> <laughs> have him watch the video course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm always open to to like collabing with with anyone whoever wants to whoever wants to collab. Just reach out to me. I'm I'm open for for pretty much anything. So yeah, and and in this area, it seems like there are not a whole lot of people that are that are into the uh, film like aspect of of anything so so like if you are and you're listening for like, god's yes, sake please please contact please. joe glass yeah the gray medium yeah <laughs> yeah i over the past year i've i've found that um being in radio for so long i only met people who were fed through me through salespeople. Mm-hmm. so i didn't really have many good personal connections but over the past year and i'm sure you've probably experienced this recently working with local business i've met a lot of people i mean i'm not saying that they're involved in film but i've met a lot of people who are actually passionate about what they're doing and they're super excited about what they're doing yeah and for the longest time i was like this city's dead mm-hmm. like nobody cares yep. and they're just in meaningless jobs yep. and the more i kind of branch out 
and just uh, reach out to people on my own, I'm finding like, wow, there's people who give a shit and mm-hmm. they actually want to do something. Yeah, and they're 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 doing it. Yeah, you know. So uh, that's kind of how social media is a huge part of that too. Like, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to do what you're doing without Absolutely that. Absolutely not. What no. would you have to make a? Video I've even tried posting a couple like Gray Matters episodes on even YouTube, and even for people to click on a YouTube link is is too much for, for people to get like a substantial amount of views on anything. So I just started uploading everything on Facebook and yeah. Yeah. I think YouTube works well over time. Yeah. When yep. the bulk of content's yeah. there. And you get subscribers. It. Like you need you need that ba- that initial backing in order to get some sort of like filtering through that. Yeah, that's the one platform I need to I've been telling myself for months now, you gotta start tackling it. And I have the videos, I just haven't put much up on there. Yeah. Um just because yeah, it's it's a it's kinda like podcasting. You gotta put the bulk of work together and then you'll finally mm-hmm. you'll see some you'll reap the rewards. But hey, uh thanks dude. Absolutely. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't usually do stuff like this, so I feel incredibly should, honored. Should be. Especially no, especially hung over from a three day oh, tender. Yeah. yeah, it was rough. I'm surprised <laughs> I haven't like coughed up a lung or anything like during this interview. <laughs> so give people like if they want to uh find you again, you know, wherever you the platform is. Right, yeah. The uh our website's uh dot com and um yeah, you can follow us on Instagram. Just the gray medium or Facebook, facebook.com slash the gray medium. That's about all we're on. Cool, dude. Yeah. When you say we, you. Oh, yeah. We, me. <laughs> Be in myself. I always, and I. I always like, makes you sound that. more important. Yeah. It makes me seem like I actually have people helping me. <laughs> you have a full staff. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> cool, dude. Thanks. Yep. Later. Later. You know, all this talk about art and, you know, there's art in movies, there's art in music, but there's also martial art. And just over the past, year I've really been involved physically in the martial arts by taking Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu at Sports Evolution. Now, SportsEvolution.net is the website. Alan Kobo runs Sports Evolution. I actually just got a stripe on my belt. I'm still a white belt, but, you know, I'll get there. A couple of days ago, and uh, I've been taking Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu trained, it's it's Gracie Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, trained under Alan Coble, who's a, a purple belt in Jiu-Jitsu, also uh, is a CrossFit Level 1 and Level 2 instructor. Now, he is NSCA certified in strength and conditioning and also a certified personal trainer. If you're looking to get in shape, if you're looking to learn the martial arts, I would highly suggest you learn from Alan Coble, a very humble man. I'm going to get him on this podcast eventually uh, because it, the work that he does is incredible and I need to get the work the word out there about it. So if you want more information about Sports Evolution, go to sportsevolution.net or go to Leading Athletes on Facebook and Instagram. He's located at 2900 Plank Road in Altoona. Shout out to Harlequin Pepper Yoga. Speaking of art forms, yoga is another form of like body art, right? You can twist yourself in all sorts of awesome uh, positions and also relax your mind, relax your body, strengthen those ligaments and tendons. I love yoga and yoga and martial arts go hand in hand and if you're like a weightlifter you need yoga in your life to balance out all that tensing with a lot of stretching so harlequin pepper yoga is that spot for you Uh, they're available in the app store or on google play and also on facebook and instagram harlequin pepper yoga but you want to go there and meet aaron for yourself and physically get involved that's 320 allegheny street in holidaysburg you can call her at 814-931-9815. And shout out to Juice, 517 Allegheny Street in Holidaysburg. That's J-O-O-S. Facebook and Instagram, The Juice Bar, cold-pressed juice and smoothies, smoothie bowls, bone broth. These are the perfect kind of things, the, the perfect things to eat and drink after a hard workout in yoga or martial arts. That is Juice, 517 Allegheny Street in Holidaysburg. Another awesome episode, Zebras. If you ever want to be a part of the podcast, just send me a message. Facebook, Instagram, Rob Z Radio, Twitter, Snapchat, Rob Z Yo. I love you. We'll see you next time. Later. That's brutal.